it's Cofield and Company. I'm giving you one more chance, Steve. I can't have you driving down the road in a skyjack drinking beer. Steve Cofield. We like Steve. (laughs) But we don't love Steve. It's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. And we know it because we feel it in our bones. Five o'clock hour. Let's get it right. Close out the week strong. Just a slow weekend coming up. I have a feeling Adam Hill is going straight to the summer league. He'll be there every day. Summer league's in town. We got live shows all next week. We'll have uh, tweets and updates from the summer league over the weekend. Big times here. We got uh, Raiders new president just named. So plenty to get to. And a lot of NHL. A lot of NHL today. In My dubs are playing tonight. So you know I'm going to the summer league. Starting right now. They actually do have a really interesting team. This yeah. is the hope from a lot of Warriors fans, and a lot of experts are saying that uh, GSW is actually really set up, even though you know the, the key players are getting older for a transition while the old guys are still around, that they may have two or three great players. Do, are we going to get to see Wiseman or not? He's not playing tonight. Okay. Because um, we had Mark Spears on about two weeks ago, ESPN expert, and he started – he was like raving about Wiseman and the potential of Wiseman, who was the number one pick in the draft. And I've been hammering on him because he doesn't—he hasn't played. You know, my guy, my family, Lamelo Ball has been tremendous. And I said, hey, they should have picked him. So Wiseman's got to start going here, man. We, we Get on the, the court. We in Dub Nation are hoping Wiseman looks really good, so we can package him as part of the uh, Kevin Durant deal. Get Durant back. You're the worst. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five. Number five. That is an interesting angle. But that what, is a very interesting angle. Imagine if uh, Johnny Kuminga and Moody and Wiseman are all awesome and the Nets are looking, they're like, well, okay, these are all like very high, you know, in the case of Wiseman and, and uh, Kuminga, very high picks. Like that would be nice instead of, you know, we, because we need players. We don't need picks. But, by, by the way, the longtime Nets fan here. The source on James Wiseman not playing tonight is tremendous. Uh, Yesterday, it was reported on KNBR up in the Bay Area right. uh, that he wouldn't be playing tonight. That was from their guest who broke the news. His mom. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good source. <laughs> I think it's good. This is, believe me, this has been a week where I've seen a lot of stories. I, I cannot remember. I, I saw something today. Oh, you know what it was? Uh, we were going to talk about Kyrie Irving early in the show because Kyrie was at a WNBA LA game the other day, and I was like, oh, yeah, there was that story about him buying a $3.7 million house in LA. So I do a search for it, and I swear to God, it was like sports, putts, you know, whatever, NBA, you know, jimmysnba.com. I'm like, there is not one verified site that will confirm that Kyrie Irving bought a house in L.A. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy's pretty good. Jimmysnba.com? Yeah, Jimmysnba.com <laughs> is good. Is that, is that uh, the site where you got this story from, or is this a real story? Apparently, there is a great sports movie. It's already been made? Sports comedy movie was made four years ago. Okay. This is going to be awesome. Jamie Foxx, Piven. What? Yeah. Robert Downey. Okay, I can't wait for this to come out. Uh, it looks like it never will. So, Jamie Foxx made it. I, I believe he directed and produced it and starred in it. Oh, wow. Uh, Jeremy Piven was in it as well. As you mentioned, Gerard Butler and Robert Downey Jr. It's an amazing cast. It's about 
uh, Jamie Foxx, a big LeBron fan, Jeremy Piven, a big Steph Curry fan in the movie, uh, trying to get to the All-Star game to watch their respective favorite players and like all the hijinks that happen. It's apparently a comedy. Uh, Jeremy Piven was on a podcast talking about this movie and said he's been dying for it to come out because he thinks it's so good. But he said the problem, and he was not criticizing, he just said Jamie Foxx is the most like perfectionist person he's ever worked with and that Jamie Foxx has been tinkering and messing with the movie and editing it and he just has not gotten to a point where he's comfortable with it and they may have just missed their all this all these resources going to making this incredible movie supposedly and Jamie Foxx just is such a perfectionist that he cannot allow it out so it may never come out I'm sure at some point it just leaks or something but um, it would be great to see it I don't know if we ever will how commonplace is this I don't well I mean, in Hollywood movies are made quite a bit and don't see the light of day, but with this kind of cast, that's what I was going to say. With this cast, I think it's pretty, pretty unusual. Number four. Anytime there is Mark Andre Fleury news, Adam will get it to us here on Cofield and Company. He loves math. He loves talking about Mark Andre Fleury. Sure. Two-year deal to remain with Minnesota, seven mil total. Yeah, two years, seven million. And the Wild actually went out of their way yesterday to tweet. I guess was this maybe a shot, a little playful shot at VGK uh, while announcing the signing of Mark Andre Fleury saying, imagine not having math on your squad. Couldn't be us. Okay. Well, it could be also at Chicago and Pittsburgh. Okay. All right. And every team in the league. They said said the flower is back. There's also a free agent, so it's any team in the league that could have signed them. You're taking Uh, a shot at them. But now we have a situation. I, I I don't know. I just saw... I saw, uh, I almost called him Richie Guerin. My God, that's an old NBA name. Bill Guerin. Uh, I saw Bill Guerin, like, cursing about Cam Talbot and represented. I'm like, what is going on here? Well, I mean, you know, obviously, Marc-Andre Fleury is the greatest teammate that's ever lived and the greatest person on earth. So I don't know why there would be any issues. But it seems like everywhere he goes, there's issues. And, yeah, Cam Talbot, under contract with the with the Wild, expects to be the starter because why wouldn't he? He was the better goaltender this year of the duo. And was, once again, in the playoffs, Flurry got the starts and was destroyed and awful and was basically the sole reason they were out in the first round. And then he got pulled for game four when right. Talbot went in and played better than he did, uh, but they still lost. And Talbot is looking around saying, what? What? I was better. I'm under contract. Why are you bringing him back in? What are we doing? Now, he hasn't said this publicly, but of course, under behind the scenes... It sounds like this is going on because, as you mentioned, from the team, they're saying, hey, we're going to figure it out. The agent said, hey, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, There's clearly issues that are going on there. And listen, I'm sure it's not anything to do with Marc-Andre Fleury. He is a perfect, perfect human being. There's a lot of sarcasm there. Uh, Garen said about the situation, he goes, I don't have S to do. (laughs) Like, I don't mean it, like, from the standpoint of, like, he has no job to do here. He's like, I don't have to do anything. Uh, Cam Talbot's under contract. George, who's his agent, Bezos, can say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here we go. But you're right. It is interesting that once again. Seems, you know, it just seems to follow. He's such a good guy. It just seems to follow bad him around. Uh, it's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. Okay. So I was intrigued by the two-year, $7 million deal. The ESPN Las Vegas poll question today. It's really our poll question. With Marc-Andre Fleury getting a two-year deal for $7 million, as a VGK fan, who would you rather have in goal the next few years? Let's do this, right? 
Marc-Andre Fleury, two for seven. Robin Leonard, three for 17 million. Logan Thompson, three years for 2.3 million or none of the above. I don't know why people aren't rooting for Robin Leonard. He's only got 12% of the vote. I'm actually, you know what I'm more surprised at? That none of the above is actually the lowest. Because I, I I actually believe there's a situation here where you'd be like, yeah, actually, we'd like to have, not have Leonard with this massive contract and his injury issues. Logan Thompson is not a guaranteed starter yet. We'd like to have someone more proven if I'm a VGK fan. Yeah. This is interesting the way this has worked out. Now, now keep in mind, if Leonard is healthy, he's much younger than Fleury. I don't know how Fleury's going to finish out his career. And he, like you said, he was okay, not great with Minnesota. And when Leonard was healthy the first half of the year was far superior to okay. Andre Fleury. But Logan Thompson was pretty solid down yeah. the stretch. Sure. And if you're looking at cost, of course. Like this is an issue. Of course it is. And the other reports, I mean, again, I you know, it's you have all these different people who report things. Another one of these reports that says uh, Brassois, not that important, but Leonard may not be ready for the beginning of the season. So are we looking at Robin Leonard not around until 2023? I don't think it's going to be that long. I mean, okay. it's, it's possible. Again, he. I mean, you say that with hurt. confidence, but last year the injury thing, it was like, you know, the Knights don't want to talk about it. Leonard's kind of fibbing and attacking one reporter. Like, what's going on? We, we're going to go into another season with the Knights and Leonard and not know what the hell's happening? Uh, it, it seems like that's very possible for sure. You're handling this in very calm fashion. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm acting like a VGK fan. Uh, I, I, I believe that they're going to be a much better team, and I think it's important to have him healthy at the end of the year. And so do what it takes. And, and by the way, that was part of the – as bad as it was that a team that talented was not in the playoffs, the good aspect of that was some of the guys had some time to get healthy, get surgeries done early, and have time to recover, and it, he'll be – healthier, quicker than he would have if they would have played into a postseason. Number three. So yesterday's draft day, uh, first round, you know, again, nothing for the Knights because they traded away the pick in the Eichel deal. Um, They made a bunch of selections after that. But it kind of feels like the LA Rams. F those first round picks. F them picks. Right? Love it. Is that the right approach? Are they going to pay for it? Have they already paid for it? It's not only not making the pick, it's also trading number ones of the past that you actually selected. So sure. it turned into some pretty good players. Yeah, Suzuki looks like it's going to be pretty good. That, that one hurts. Uh, sure, that's part of it. But it, I, I think when you have a window to win, it's important to try to be aggressive to do that. And sure, you want to have a, a franchise that's sustainable over the long haul, but they've showed that they're going to be willing to make the financial and uh, capital investments to be competitive every single year. And I think they're going to continue to do that. At some point, you pay. The Rams are going to pay for this approach. Like They will. Now, they got a title out of it, which I think makes things different than when you don't actually get the title out of making these these moves. But when you know Stafford's done and things move on, they're going to have to pay from a salary cap perspective. They're going to have to pay from a draft pick perspective of not having these guys that are up and coming and you know talented players. Uh, but it's, it is important when you do this that you do very, very well later on in the draft. So that's that's what's going to be the true measure of this. Do you find some guys later in the draft that end up being good? And by the way, if you do, maybe you're going to trade them away too. But that's part of the whole deal. I'm with you on this. There is no, There are no money limitations and aggression limitations from the owner. If you're in a market where you're constantly in a struggle for money, then you have to operate you know, by building from within. The Knights don't have to do that. 
so yeah. they can operate like the Rams. Now they need the, the final result. Yeah. It worked for the Rams. Yeah, and at some point the Knights are going to have a couple of down years. They're going to pay for this, like they will. They're going to what? But for right now, it's, that's not going to be the case. Don't tell the fans that. Well, that, that's how it works. That's how sports work. Generally, it does. Yeah. You don't. You you're not good the first twenty five years of your existence. Like I said, the Rams are going. The Rams are going to pay for this at some point. But you go and try to win the title when you can. Number two. What a lovely day. I love the setup uh, for the Raiders intro press conference for their new president. It was very cool at the stadium. A big celebration. A lot of family and friends there for Sandra Douglas Morgan, the new president of the Raiders. A lot of important people like Adam Hill from the media were there as well. Max Crosby was there, and I saw everyone, you know, they did a big scrum, and I know you had a one-on-one with them, and then uh, inexplicably, Crosby tweets out something that is right in your wheelhouse, and I was like, my God, this is the whole 5 o'clock hour. Why would he do this? I don't know. Max Crosby, if you think blue cheese is better than ranch, you can't be trusted. I mean, that's a preposterous statement. This is one of the most intense debates. I'm really not part of it because I'm not a ranch guy, but I'm also not beholden to either when it comes to chicken wings. I don't dip the wings. If they're sauced and tossed, then I'm good to go. But you feel very strongly about this. I do. And and I'll I'll also say I do. But I also look at it as two different things because you did bring it up there. Yeah. If you're talking, you're making a salad, or you know, there's many things. Yeah, that people this use is for. wings. That's it's, but I. It's mostly wings. Sure. I, the, the fries and ranch or pizza and ranch. Yeah, it's weird. And there and uh, listen for whatever reason, many people like ranch on everything, and it tends to be like many many females love ranch on literally anything Ooh, that they're eating. What are we, eating, what are we doing crazy. here? I don't know. But this is not that's not part of the equation to me. I, I think ranch is disgusting on anything. I, don't, I won't put it I, on I salad or it. none of, I don't like it. I don't, it's, it. I don't I don't think it's good. But the argument can be had. I'm fine. If you want to say you like ranch on salad, fine, whatever. Four chicken wings. It's blue cheese. There's not in there's not an option. There's not a decision to be made. When you order them, if the restaurant says, Would you like ranch or blue cheese? Leave. Don't eat there. That that's not that's not a legitimate option. Chicken wings come with blue cheese. That's that's what it is. That's what it's better with. That's what you're supposed to have. That's how it's done. And and there's no debate. Well, you're kind of a Buffalo and a Michigan guy. He's from Michigan. Is Michigan more ranch than blue cheese? He's from Texas. Oh, okay. He went to school in Michigan. <laughs> you know, you grew up no, in no, no, you're, you're right. That's a good correction. Yeah. Um, so now you almost suggested there, like he doesn't know sauces. Texas, they don't know. They don't even know sauces or wings. Well, apparently, clearly, they don't know ranch. I mean, they don't know blue cheese. Like ranches, well. ranches appear now. Jermaine Illuminor had to weigh in yesterday too. Is that right? Uh, and he he was commenting about mayonnaise yesterday, which I, I don't Positive know why. Negative. I don't know why yesterday was sauce day. Why I not? believe every, he said every day is sauce day. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't even remember what. Can we look it up? Let's let's find out after the break. Quick time out here. I want to talk more about the uh, new president of the Raiders, what it means. And by the way, we're going to talk about this for the next couple of weeks. And the great thing on this hire of a president, do you remember how much on this show we talked about Mark Bedane and Dan Ventrelli? Never! This this job is, it's an out-front job to start. People will know your name, but so much of the work that she will do is actually behind the scenes. And most fans will have no idea what she's doing. 
It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. I definitely would tip my hat to all of the prior women that were leaders and visionaries. And if I could be an inspiration or help or open doors for any other woman and girl out there, then um, that's, that's an incredible accomplishment for me. Now... Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. Raiders have a new president. That's her. Sandra Douglas Morgan introduced yesterday at Allegiant. Deep ties to the Las Vegas community. Eldorado High School grad. Went undergrad to Nevada. Law degree from UNLV. Her husband played in the NFL. And, and what all this means is this is a major clearing of the decks the last 18 months for the Raiders. Football operations. You know, a lot of a lot of people are out. Uh, Mark Bedane's out now. He's and he, he walked, uh, but now he's with that live wiki Bedane. Uh, what is it, Oak Ridge Project? Um, trying to build a big arena down at LV Boulevard, across from the uh, South Outlet Mall. Dan Ventrelli got fired. Then he lobbed some allegations. That's still to all be worked out, and that's going to be a big part of uh, SDM's responsibilities is to get everything going in the right direction. And she said yesterday, talked to a lot of the employees, going to talk to more of them, and then. They'll go from there. I got to break in for one second because you, you know how dramatic I get on the show with Joey Gallo, another hometown hero. Uh, Gallo just ripped the hell out of a tri- <laughs> out of a triple at pop Fenway up. Dramatic Spot. Pop. We were watching every pitch, and I'm like, I'm sweating because I'm like, just make contact. He's hitting 164 with 10 homers and 19 ribs. He just got a triple, cleared the bases. Pitcher's out. Connor Seabold, out. That's a great moment. Is that, I mean, is that accurate? Is that what happened? That's mostly. Okay, well, he popped up to right field, and the right fielder couldn't see it. And Gallo almost scored on the play, but he was actually out went at home. for an inside the park home run on a ball that was probably hit 303 feet. We'll put it this way: it, it, was, it, a, was, a, <laughs> it was a it was a it was a pop up that the right fielder just couldn't see. He just stood there and held his arms out like I don't see it, and the pop up landed behind the right fielder and just stopped. Like it didn't it didn't keep rolling to the wall. It just stopped in its tracks where it was. So that's about as hard as it was hit. Should have been a routine fly ball. Wasn't, but uh, counts as two RBIs and a triple. Yeah, former uh, Las Vegas AAA player Christian Arroyo lost the ball. I'll give I'll give him credit on this because it was an out. Um, he did run hard. Like he could have just moped yeah. and gotten nowhere. So he tried and he, he did well. clear the bases. So it's 7-2 now. And then that the Siebold kid, the pitcher for... Boston, I think, had a blister. So. It didn't look like it. Uh, you, I thought you were breaking in because we went to break with a big tease. We did, but I already forgot it. Oh. Jermaine Illuminor. Oh, that's right. Uh, so we were talking about Max Crosby and a statement that Adam has a lot of disdain for. Crosby is a ranch backer, not a not a blue cheese backer. And then you mentioned Illuminor, who I always get his first name wrong. I always call him Jerome. I don't know why <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Jermaine. Um he went in on mayonnaise and says mayonnaise basically sucks. He said, uh, "Unpopular opinion: mayonnaise is overrated." Yeah, I don't accurate. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's that highly rated. I think there are a lot more anti mayonnaiseers than you think. Uh, they do. They do. Sl- they they. I think because there's healthier eating now, it's not slathered on chicken sandwiches like it used to be. Like every fast food chicken sandwich, if I order it, I'm like, no mayo, please. Yeah. Because because then it's also left up to. I mean, this happens a lot of times with. With cooks, high level, mostly, you know, kind of mid-level, right? Like, you'll get something, you're like, ooh, that cook likes uh, onions. Or, that, ooh, that yeah. cook likes salt. Well, um, and, and you can tell sometimes there's fast food workers who are just like, just like, 
a spoonful of mayonnaise on a sandwich. What I'll say about mayonnaise is it's it's a very good base. It's terrible. It's, it's a disgusting item on its own. I did. You know, it's funny. I did see. I saw another tweet about mayonnaise. Uh, oh, it was about the uh, the big box stores and why would someone need to buy a tub of it? Um, and someone came back and they're like, it's used in a lot of food to yeah. cook. So, in fact, which which I have no idea. I don't cook stuff like fact, that. In fact, blue cheese. It's a big base for blue cheese, but mm. it's it's a it's a base for a lot of different sauces. It's good as a base for things. It is just a disgusting item on its own. So, Much like tomatoes. Back to uh, the Raiders' new president. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with about tomatoes because I'm a, a big tomato guy. I'm a pro tomatoer. Um, it wasn't just uh, Senator Douglas Morgan who was hired yesterday. They also added a new HR person. Yeah. Um, a woman named Heather DeSanta who's basically worked at every property here yeah. in Vegas. Now, all of this said, so you've got you've got females coming in, right? Hey, if this was a hostile work environment for females, hopefully this is going to fix things. But you, we do have to keep in mind that one of the main complaints uh, previously was actually from a female, Nicole Adams, who said of the hires yesterday, listen, I think it's a wonderful step that MD is taking towards trying to improve the team's image. But hiring the first ever black female president doesn't necessarily mean things will change. It's true. I, I would I would say hiring her and her with her track record and and making changes and making pro- positive progress in a lot of the places that she's been uh, is more relevant than just hiring, you know, just saying sh- they hired a black female. It's it's a black female who has made significant progress and changes at a lot of different places that she's been at. So that is different. Uh, but it also I think to that point it doesn't matter. You have to actually do it. It's not just that you have a great resume and that you've succeeded everywhere and had positive impacts everywhere you've been. You still have to do it in this place too. And the, the, when you go to a place that, you know, and I'll say the NFL and an organization in particular that has a long history, it's tough to make changes when things are established. And, you know, a lot of different people have been there for a long time and it's a slow process. Well, what's sometimes. the most important thing in all this? Does Mark Davis recognize that there are some problems and want to make changes, right? Sure. Is he, is he going to allow this to happen? Yeah. I, tell you, I, th- I thought I thought his demeanor and the way he carried himself yesterday was really interesting because, man, when she talked for the first five minutes opening, he was just like looking at her with his mouth open like, man, this is really good. This is really impressive. We know he's not, you know, he's not great in those press conference situations. And she was really good. And it was thought out. And you, you know, because you, you, there's a lot of times, man, I'm always amazed. And we're in the communication business. And believe me, I'm not some freaking, you know, brilliant speaker. But I'm always amazed when you get intro to people in power and maybe it's a little bit of nerves. But there are times you're like, wait, were you not ready for this? Like, people are going to, you like, it doesn't mean you're going to fail and you don't have to hit the home run, but be prepped. Yeah. She was prepped. Now, I will say, watching Mark Davis throughout, um, he was in mostly a good mood. There were a couple times that he was in a sour mood. Talking to certain people, you think? Yes. Okay. Because I think he's still very annoyed about, you know, your story, not yours, but the RJ story that came out and the one before that was the New York Times. He's still pretty bent about that. We referenced them both yesterday. Uh, off, off the times. Off the days. Times comes out. You guys basically copy it. No, it was a very different story. No, you had you had a different story. Um, but yeah, it was you know it's it, it and you guys put a lot of time him. into it. Yeah, and it is something that that bothers him and got to him. And I think it's you know part of it is because he understands that there's changes that need to be made and progress that needs to be made, and they think they're doing that. So you know, I, I think this is this is a step. But again, it has to happen. It can't just be. That we're saying it's going to happen, it has to happen. And, by the way, I'm busting on Adam a little bit and the RJ. You did what you're supposed to do. 
this is what this is one of the failings in a lot of markets that investigative work is not done by the people who should be the check and balance. And that's why situations like the, you know, the commanders are allowed to go on forever, like disgusting situations like Baylor and Penn State, because the local media doesn't do what it's supposed to do. More of Cofield and Company is on the way, live in the Finley Toyota Studios. Boyer looking for more in the air. He's got Johnson. Johnson with a stiff arm. And Johnson is finally tracked down. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. All right, let's do it. Time to talk a little Raiders. Time to talk uh, the growth of the NFL as well. And uh, what players around the league and what teams do that a lot of people don't recognize in communities. And the Raiders have been tremendous in this community. Well, they just added a new player in uh, Jakob Johnson. Uh, He comes over from the Patriots. He's going to be doing something great this week. And actually back in Jacksonville where he went to high school. And he joins Adam and Steve here in Vegas on this Friday. How are you, sir? How are you doing? We're fired up. We are very fired up. Let, let's right out of the gates. Right at. Well, I mean, football's right around the corner. You know, you're going to be at camp here in in like 12 days. Yes, um, so the last week or so here, you're you're doing something really cool. So tell us about what you got. Uh, you have going on this weekend. Oh man, I'm I just uh, actually landed. I'm I'm still at the airport, but I'm okay. back in Jacksonville, Florida, where my my football journey in in these United States here started. Um, I'm bringing a big camp uh, together with my foundation of Next International to the high school that I played at ages 8 to 14, and we're going to have a good time tomorrow. That's very cool. Why is it important for you to give back like that? Um, honestly, when I, when I came over to the States, it was a huge culture shock for me, right? I came from nice and, and comfortable, settled Germany, right, where everything is, is uh, organized and uh, the schools are extremely well-funded. Uh, to Jacksonville, Florida, where, you know, most of the inner city schools are, are, are struggling, right? And while I'm, I'm very grateful to, to all the coaches there that, that taught me football and made do with what we had, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just making it a point to, you know, put the kids that come after me in a better position and, and, and kind of do what I can to help out. So you mentioned growing up in Germany, coming over here to play in high school and now moving on to the NFL, but how did you start playing football? Like, what drew you to football? I don't think it's a very... You know, common thing over in Germany, right? It, 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 now it is. Now okay. it is. Believe it or not, like there, are, there are a lot of kids involved in the sport in Germany now. The youth football team over there is growing. When I started, football was something like, uh, like skateboard or BMX, right? It was looked at as kind of like a niche, extreme sport in Germany that nobody really heard of. Everybody thought I was crazy for carrying around my pad. Like I, I had to ride by with public transportation to go to the club team practices at night. Um, but yeah, kind of that. Like I got my start in, in my hometown in Stuttgart, Germany, playing for the Stuttgart Scorpions. And uh, anybody that plays football anywhere in the world, you know, wants to make it to the United States. So that was that's kind of my dream. And uh, Revolt High School here in Jacksonville made that happen for me. How? Like, I mean, you talk about, you know, it's a niche and, and you're, you know, kind of looked at funny for wanting to play and carrying pads around, that sort of thing. How hard is it to, like, watch games? Yeah. Here, we take it for granted. We can watch every single game. Is it hard yeah. to find a game to watch? Oh, very hard. So when, 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 I, when, I, started, when I got into football in, uh, in, like, 2007, there was only one game that was televised <laughs> a year, and that was the Super Bowl. And it was kind of a, a dry, like, you could tell the people there announcing the game, this was probably the first game they, they watched all year. Um, 
compared to now, where now you have like former German NFL players that are the announcers for the game. Every single game during the regular season is televised with German broadcasters. So the, the, the game has grown tremendously in, in the time that I spent here in the United States. I, I hope that maybe I played a little bit of, of a part of that in making the sport more popular back home. But, you know, we're just trying to all keep, keep growing the game and, and, and keep getting more people involved. So we mentioned you uh, you did sign with the Raiders a couple months ago, and now you're getting ready for for your first season out in Vegas. And clearly a connection with sure. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels coming over here. I, I mean, how important, I guess, was that connection to you making that decision to come here to the Raiders? And I, I'm, I was just extremely grateful that, that they gave me the call and, uh, and, and extended this opportunity to me. Um, Coach McDaniels will forever be the, the, the OC that gave an, an unproven, you know, German player an opportunity and um, you know I'm, I'm just working hard to to fulfill that you know trust that has been extended to me and I'm excited to get started with training camp what, what I mean I, I think you you know what they expect of you because you played in the Josh McDaniels offense before uh, but this this offense has so much talent it's it's you know there people are talking about is there enough balls to go around with so many great players I mean are you ever going to get to see the ball we need to see you carry the ball a little bit <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I'll, I'll I'll do whatever it takes, man. That's 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 my that's been my mindset from day one. Whatever the coaches need me to do, uh, it'll, it'll get done, man. I'm I'm just happy to be playing ball. Like for for me, with the journey that I had, you know, the ups and downs, playing college football, then going back to Germany, playing in a semi-pro league over there, to then get the opportunity to play for for Coach McDaniel's at the Patriots. You know, I'll I'll do whatever it takes, and 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 I'm just happy I get to do it with a great group of guys that uh, I think we have in this locker room. And, uh, you know, big news for the Raiders yesterday. This is kind of the downtime. It's, uh, I was joking, the, the NFL is <laughs> it's an about an 11 and a half month a year thing, but there is two weeks you guys kind of actually have a little bit of vacation time. But the Raiders did make news in this time with a, a new president yesterday. Yeah. I know it's different. You know, you have your football side, and that's what you guys do. But what does it mean to the players when you have a new president and the, and the culture is kind of changing a little bit in the organization? Um, I'm Honestly, to me, I'm I kind of look at it as like a, you know, from an, from an outside perspective, a little bit, you know, being being a foreign-born player and not being into the day-to-day politics of America. But I think it's just cool to see the the organization uh, do something for you know, uh, extending opportunity to somebody who who you might not otherwise see in, see in this role. And uh, you know, excited to see what what uh, she can bring to the table and what what she'll do for the organization. You, you talked about uh, coming to Jacksonville and seeing kind of differences between. Germany and Jacksonville. What about Vegas? I mean, this is a very yeah. unique place. What have you thought so far? <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's hot. It's, and, it's, and, and it's much more windy than people would tell you. I don't know what nobody told me that it's constantly windy in Vegas. <laughs> like they, they call it Chicago the windy city. Vegas is just as windy. Okay, it's, it's always blowing. <laughs> It's crazy because uh, Adam and I have been here for like 25 plus years, and it, this actually is one of the windiest times we've ever had here. So it's it's pretty crazy. So okay, so, okay. So Stuttgart it's a recent development, at least. Yes. There you go. So Stuttgart, uh, you know, versus Vegas and Knoxville. You went yeah. to school at Tennessee and Jacksonville. Like for you, like what feels most comfortable as compared to where you're from? Oh man, it's honestly. Vegas has, has, is off to a huge start, right? Uh, my, my, in my first week there this, this offseason, uh, I got an opportunity to go to Hofbräuhaus, which is like a, a restaurant out there, a German restaurant. Yeah. And uh, that, just getting a chance to eat some real proper German food in, in the right environment, man, that, that, that made a huge impression on me. So I, 
I think Vegas is feeling really good right now. That's funny. You read my mind because I was going to ask you, like, how much of a desire do you have for German food? Like, I don't know. Because here's the thing. In town, nope. in town, there's another German place um, over on, like, Sunset and I think it's Decatur, yeah, Cafe, Cafe Berlin. Cafe Berlin. Yep. I was there. And, I was there, too. Yep. Just, and, just as good. And I, I, I love, recommend both. I love German food. But I swear, I just looked at TripAdvisor for German food in Vegas, and Auntie Anne's, which is like a mall pretzel place, is listed fourth. Like... <laughs> Jakob, you're, not getting, you're, you're not getting you're not getting you're not getting German food a whole lot here. Listen, man, if you if anybody who left a review for Auntie Anne's as authentic <laughs> German food, okay, I, I, we need to have a we need to have a conversation because we can't do that, okay? We can't lie to the people like this. That's funny. But no, no, all, all jokes aside, the food is is a huge thing, man. Sometimes when you just have a you know kind of like a, a rough day, like I, my my whole family is still in Germany. I have three younger sisters. My mom is still over there. Oh, wow. So sometimes when you just miss when you need that moment to like you know remind you that everything's gonna be all right, you get you some nice spätzle and a schnitzel, and and your day is okay. <laughs> you uh, you since we're speaking about food, you have you have two teammates that had food takes on Twitter yesterday. Uh, we need to ask you who oh, had man. the who had the better food take because Max Crosby said he doesn't trust anybody that picks blue cheese over ranch. Uh, Jermaine Illuminor said that. Mayonnaise is incredibly overrated. Who who had a better take? Okay. I, I'll, I'll go with Max here, okay? And let me tell you why, Ooh. right? Ranch is ranch is elite. We don't have ranch where I'm from, right? Yeah. We don't have ranch. <laughs> so the first time I came over here and I put some ranch next to some, some, some buffalo chicken, right? Some buffalo chicken wing, yeah. it changed my mind. It changed, it changed my whole life, right? It was a whole new experience. Like, like I, I try to bring ranch bottles back home to Germany. Like that's, uh, and I'm not the only one. You can ask any German player. That's, ranch is one of the things, the first things that we talk about. That's crazy. Now, mm-hmm. let me tell you something about Jermaine's take, too. Jermaine is from England, okay? And, and, and I love Jermaine to death. This is not, uh, we've, played, we've played together before. But the British don't know nothing about food, okay? <laughs> so anybody who, do, who doesn't put mayonnaise with their, with their fries, that's who I can't trust, okay? That's who I can't trust. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let, let's close on this. And, and Jakob Johnson is with us, fullback, uh, new one of the newer members of the Raiders. And camp starting up here, and you know it's going to be hot here. Believe me, when when camp starts up on yes, the twentieth, I wanted to go b- back for a couple questions on uh, you know your maturation as a football player. How did you actually hook up yes, with sir. someone in Jacksonville and get here? Oh man, it's, uh, <laughs> it was kind of like a hail mary, right? Like I was finishing up school in Germany. I didn't want to, you know, go to university or anything. I wanted to play ball. So I sent, I sent out, uh, I emailed every FBS Division One college football program team. Uh, I emailed all their coaches. I emailed their staff. I got three responses. They were all like, hey, you got to prove yourself in the United States somehow, some way. And um, I, I, I was reminded of my aunt, who, uh, like, I was always her favorite, her favorite little nephew. So she, <laughs> she was... Uh, Gracious enough to let me stay with her for six months and and feed me that whole time because I was I was eating I was eating her whole pantry empty and um, yeah I just, I just took a took a plane ticket grabbed all my uh, you know my, my uh, school supplies and stuff and uh, just walked to the to the high school with her one day and and uh, they signed me up and uh, took wow. me for a little practice in the back saw that I can play a little bit and you know. That's, Went from there. Yeah, well, what was it like when you first started playing? We were like, who the hell is this guy? German, he can't play football. <laughs> you know? <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. It was, uh, everybody was very confused, you know. Cause, I mean, I, I had dreads at the time, so I didn't quite look German. But, uh, like, a lot of people also accused me of, 
uh, changing my age when I came over. <laughs> no. Because I was a little taller than, than a bunch of the kids. And they wow. were all like, oh, he, he, he can't be. He can't be uh, 18, so he got to be 22 or something. But, uh, you know, once once I got in the locker room, once I got around the guys, man, it was football is football, you know. And yeah. uh, I think I think I made some, some real, you know, lifelong friends, uh, you know, in that locker room in high school. A bunch of us went on to play college football, and, and we still talk to this day. So, like, 10 years from now, um, do you think colleges are recruiting Germany heavily? And then what would be the primary positions? I mean, are we actually going to see, like, a German running back playing major college football or a quarterback, or is it mostly going to be, you know, linemen and big guys? I mean, you're gigantic. It's, what, 6'3", 255. What do you think it's going to be? Um, honestly, I think, I think we're seeing a huge change right now, right? When, when, I, when I made it to college football, I had this real strange journey with all kinds of twists and turns. Uh, there are kids now getting recruited from Germany just by coming over and visiting uh, university summer camps, right? Yeah. Because uh, the coaches are starting to get more confidence in that. And there's guys at Notre Dame. There's a, there's a five-star kid, Hero Canoe. He's getting recruited by Ohio State heavily. Uh, so the, the landscape is changing, and it's a, it's a lot of people doing a lot of good work in that space, uh, enabling these kids to come over and visit these schools. And that's honestly what I want to be a part of with my foundation, too. I just had my first summer camp in Germany uh, this spring. And, um, you know, I think the more we can just give those kids the opportunity to be seen by American coaches, the more the, the trust will develop that, hey, they're athletes outside of America. And, and even if we don't know that much about them, we can, we can trust them to come here and work hard. Let's close on this because, uh, you know, the charitable deal you're doing this weekend in Jacksonville is really cool. How do people just in general get in touch with the foundation? Um, right now, we, we don't have a social media yet, but you can follow me on Instagram. It's just my name, J-A-K-O-B Johnson. Uh, otherwise, I also have a YouTube channel, which is kind of administered by my cousin, where we, uh, we're going to post everything that we're doing with, this kid, uh, with, with, with the kids on for the camp. Uh, we have a bunch of content. Most of it is in German, but we do have English subtitles. So check it out. Awesome. Well, have a great time in Jacksonville. Uh, I think it's awesome that you're you're giving back. And thanks for a couple of minutes. I mean, you're at the airport. You get off the plane and you're talking to us. So we really appreciate it. No worries. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Okay. We'll Thank see you in a couple of weeks. There he is. Malcolm Johnson. Huh? We're, I mean, I'm, I'm always fascinated by, you know, European kind. It is going to be a good uh, breeding ground for players. And there's a game there this year. So, I mean, that's – the NFL clearly believes that there's a future for some kind of NFL football I don't know if there's going to be a team there, but it might be one of the candidates if they put two teams in Europe. Funny. Might be. Jacksonville could go to Germany. I know, right? He'll be tying his worlds together. Seattle and the Buccaneers, right? It's a big deal for the Buccaneers. Tom Brady to go to freaking Germany. That's crazy. I mean, the NFL's making a real commitment here. No no doubt about it, for sure. And more importantly, shots fired at Jermaine Illuminor. Man, poor guy. Cofield and company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas.
closing things out. Boy, if we did one of those uh, kind of cheesy time killers that a lot of people do, like what did we learn today? But we refused to do that. We did learn a lot today. We had some good interviews today. So we'll have these all posted up at LVSportsNetwork.com. Uh, I will mention that I learned that Mark McMillan, I think, has a product like in every realm now. <laughs> but he really got me. He got me super fascinated with the uh, spices in a beer, which then took me down the path of spicy beer, which I'm really big on. And there's about four of them that I like, but you can't get all of them very easily. So maybe Mark's will fit the bill when it's out. Well, we know somebody. We do know somebody? Mark. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought there was someone else. <laughs> no. I got confused there. Yeah, we got we got a source. I got Mark. very confused. Yeah. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Do you like German food? I mean, I, Jakob's not on the phone anymore, right? No, I don't. Have you had it? Really? Uh, like when, Milwaukee, like ends, when you went sure, to Green no, Bay in Milwaukee, no. you didn't you didn't think you should try it? It's a good I've place had to. it. No, I've had it. You just don't like it. That's not. I mean, like, it's sausage. It's, it's fine. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Clearly, I, I, I well, I mean, well, clearly he's really German because as soon as I tried to mention a second place in town, because he mentioned Hofbrauhaus, he was like, you know, Cafe Berlin. Yeah, I'm like, okay, there, okay, you, you know, you know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because it's funny. Again, he was reading my mind. Uh, one of the places I was thinking of, you know, because when you know you're international, you come here. Can you find the food you like, or you just move on, right? Um, on the flip side, I watch a, and it doesn't mean I'm some sort of expert, but I watch a lot of TV food shows, and I swear to God, no one does. Very few people do profiles on England. The food's terrible. I, I mean, I've seen a couple where it was like. I mean, it's very international. Indian food is gigantic there. Sure, uh, but yeah, a lot of the, it has it has a rep that the food is terrible. So I guess if you're British and you're Illuminor, like you come here, is it freaking awesome? Because you're like, well, the food back home mostly sucks anyway. It's very, well, and I, I'm also very intrigued, and as he said it, the which I'll forgive him because he didn't know ranch until like two years ago. Right. Uh, I'm always intrigued by foods that are huge here. Yeah. That other people come here and they're like, whoa. So I I know a girl from Brazil mm-hmm. who every time she comes here she loads her suitcase up with peanut butter. She discovered it when she was here the first time and she said this is the greatest thing I've ever had. I'm taking all this home with me. Which is it's very weird to just think of things that we we just take for granted that's everywhere and this is, is it not. is it really weird or is it just we're like very insular where like everyone's not going to have the same condiments. Of course not, but that's what I'm saying. Like you, you learn that as yeah. you get older. But as, as a younger person, you're not thinking, well, they don't have this in other places. It, it just it makes sense, but you don't think about it. Okay, they don't have ranch at all in Germany. That's crazy. But I'm 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 almost now want to move to Germany. I want to be in a ranch free place. Well, that sounds appealing. I mean, if they make this a yearly thing, the Raiders could play there down the road. I can live like three days without having to hear about ranch or see ranch. That'd be great. Didn't one of your good friends live in Austria for a while? Yeah. How much? Uh, how often did he go to Germany? Uh, well, I mean, they speak German there, and he 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 learned it. Didn't he? Was I mean, I don't know about rave, but didn't he just to talk about the the transit system is ridiculously oh, yeah. good, so you can get everywhere. Yeah, he was there, he was there quite a bit. His it, he flew out of I think when he'd fly out, he'd fly out of the airport in Germany, he'd take the train there, and fly out. Yeah, it's it's so it's so funny how little. Like, first of all, I, I feel like a lot of Americans aren't very inquisitive about other places. You know, we just have the standard, like, we're the best. Of course. Um, I, this is another offshoot. I was speaking to a friend who lives in Venice, California, and I had been in New, Newport, California. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Italy since we were no, speaking no. international. No, no, Venice, California. <laughs> and um, 
I had been in Newport, and I was just doing a search, you know, because when you talk about Southern California, you're like, yeah, I was just at the beach right near you. Like, they're not near each other. No. They're 40 miles away. But in the in my search, it gave public transit on how to get 48 miles, or it was 40 miles, you know, down the California coast. And it was like, yeah, the cost will be somewhere between $65 and $100. I'm like, oh, pass. what? Let's stop <laughs> what is going time. on here? Yeah. That's silly. I'd even wonder how to do it. You take a bus to like Anaheim, and then maybe I, a bus. It was to... a shuttle, and then some kind of train, yeah, and crazy. I was like, that doesn't seem cost effective. Although then, when you drive around Southern California, you're like, I'll pay anything not to drive. Very true. Excellent show today. Thanks to Ari for setting up uh, Jakob Johnson and Rod Gilmore and all the other guests. Uh, we'll have all these interviews uh, podcasted. If you follow ESPN Las Vegas, you can see that we are putting out a lot more of the audio. We want to do that so you guys can hear stuff because we know everyone's not listening. Every minute of the show. So we're back next week, Cofield and Company. And actually, listen in the morning. Uh, I'll be on the uh, press box with Willie.